Alright. So watching this movie remind me of when I was back home at church with my parents, right? Because, yeah, surprisingly, mm. I went to church. Like, <laughs> dude, I'm African, right? What? <laughs> it's like one of those things, like, when you're back, every single immigrant, like, who went to university, they know when they go back to Africa, you have to go to church. So, anyway, I'm back home at, well, at church, right? And the preacher's going off, you know, he's going off, off. Like, he starts speaking in tongues and everything, right? And at some point, he starts like, all right, everyone line up. And starts going like, full Holy Spirit, fire. <laughs> and like, every single person does that too. Like, starts spinning around, going down, conversing and all that stuff, right? And I'm standing there looking at him like, oh, fuck. <laughs> if he comes to me and I don't go down, they're going to think I'm a demon. <laughs> <laughs> did, did your pastor... Pour a bucket of spiders on himself too. Did that happen? I wouldn't be surprised if he did. <laughs> but like, okay, I don't want to call this man's a fraud, right? But at some point he reaches one woman. He's like, Holy Spirit, wait a minute, you got some shit I can't cure. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, but no, it's it's funny how you say that. But like, when you go home, you go to church. Has like, when I have been to church twice i what we call i'm a ceo christmas easter and other mm-hmm. yeah um and when i go home to visit my parents if i'm there for a sunday it's like my mom's like you're going to church i'm like okay i will go just for you because <laughs> when you. i'm not at home it's like nope not going <laughs> <laughs> i think the for this i mean for what we're about to jump into the problem isn't even the church the problem is the i guess the dynamic that the leader of said church has on the congregation if that makes sense um it's the dynamic and also the obsessiveness yes like religion has to rule your life Mm -hmm. yeah but (laughs) i think i talked about it before like when i was living in winkler and jehovah witness would not leave me alone and there was one time i opened the door in my house coat and pot rollers and he's like, do you have a minute to talk about Jesus? And I was like, looked at him and I was like, does it look like I have a minute? <laughs> like I'm in my house coat answering the door. Like it was very obvious I was getting ready to go for lunch. And the only reason I opened the door was because I thought it was my friend showing up to pick me up for lunch. <laughs> but listen though, wait, do you wait, have wait. a minute to talk about Jesus? Wait, your friend actually came to the door and knocked? What kind of weird shit is that? You send a text <laughs> now. <laughs> like, did you pull up to the crib like, I'm here. <laughs> if you're getting desperate, that's what you call. But like, oh I don't remember goodness. the last time Anna hey. actually came to my door and knocked. Like, even that time, like, people message me. I'm like, I'm on my way. I'm almost at your place. Then mm-hmm. no knock. Not just randomly be like, hey, surprise. <laughs> my best friend, me and him talk on the phone probably... When me and him talked every day, we would talk on the phone probably, I would say, a good once or twice a week for, like, an hour, hour and a half. No, yeah, no, that's fair. What I, I think what Uchi's trying to say is your friend actually came up to knock, or you were thinking your friend would knock, whereas, like, nowadays, people would just, if someone shows up to your house, they just text and be like, I'm here, or, you uh, know. No, all my friends come to my door and knock still, except you guys. <laughs> Oh, yeah, because we didn't want to get lost after it was already sent us on some weird adventure. Oh, my goodness. 
I cannot, yeah. That's why you ask for directions and don't listen to Sir listen to Google or Siri when you come out to the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least we didn't have to, you know, we didn't run out of gas and have to get a hitchhike or whatever. Yeah. So... Because <laughs> then we'll be stuck in a car with some devils oh, all around. Goodness. You know what? That's yeah. We stuck with devils all the time. <laughs> that was that was horrible. But it was horrible. But it was a horrible on, it's a horrible title for a movie as well. Yes, it was. It, that was not a good movie title at like all. Like the devil all around. I'm like, what kind of title is this? It's <laughs> not a good film title. I uh, honestly was just like, this title doesn't work with the movie. The Devil All Time? Yeah, no, it does not at all. Yeah. Uh, that's going to open the can of worms I have with this that I have in gripe form with this movie. So, um, do you guys want to start the show? You're going to get yeah, into let's, it? Let's jump in. Might as well. All right, let's do it. Welcome to the Northern Critic Podcast. I'm your co-host, Sam Shinobi. Uchi, a.k.a. Defund the Police Mwaka. And Pam Hinchard. Yeah. And today, well, I mean, I guess we should introduce the podcast I'm back. first. Yeah, well, I'm back. Uchi's back. <laughs> it was uh, weird not recording last week. Yeah. You yeah. you missed out on a very, very uh, uh, no, halluc- I like- hallucinogenic episode. I listened to most of the episode, right? Because mm-hmm. today's the day after it came out when we're recording. Mm-hmm. So I was about halfway through listening to it, and I'm like listening to Sa- to Pam's problems about trying to be married off in North Battlefield. <laughs> <laughs> Getting married on in North Battleford. Yeah, no, she talked about that too. It's actually pretty and funny. And how Pinterest is for rich white women. Yeah. Pinterest yeah, is we did talk about rich that white too. People. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah, no. Um, the Northern Critic Podcast is a film review podcast that focuses on uh, hand-picked films, obviously, based off, well, picked by your hosts or guests on the show or you guys as our viewers, depending on the day um, or the episode. And if you choose a good movie for us to watch or not. Yeah, pretty much. Um we do review films in the context of their cinematography, writing, plot, like all of those things together. Casting, style. Casting, yeah, pretty much. And we talk about those and how, you know, maybe they could be improved on, how good they were, the messages we got from them, uh, how they relate to us and our general tastes and whatnot. So it's kind of more of a very chill, easy breezy film podcast. Well, I mean, we do critique our films, too. So sometimes we might be harsh on some. Sometimes we might be good at some. Good with some. Um, yeah, no. This episode... I was going to... Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say we haven't had really a hot take in a while. Uh, I mean, let's not hold our breath. I'm coming in hot today. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I'm like wondering. Like when you said on the group chat, we're like, I'm coming in hot. I was like, yes, hot take. We haven't had one of those in a couple episodes. Yes. <laughs> um... Anyways, this episode of the Northern Critic Podcast, we will be reviewing the 2020 Netflix film, Devil All Time. Devil All the Time, actually. Pardon my French. Um, 
even though I wasn't actually speaking French. <laughs> Devil All Time was released on Netflix when, like, last week, I would imagine. Yeah, on the. Last well, it was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. No, it was recent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, anyways, it's a 2020 American psychological thriller film based on the novel of the same name by Donald Ray Pollock. This is the second Netflix film that's also based off of a... Because the one we reviewed last week, I'm thinking of mm-hmm. any things, was also based off a novel. So we're getting a lot of live-action novels recently. Uh, I guess people are running out of ideas for films. I don't know. Anyways. There it's... is no new ideas for film. <laughs> it was directed and co-written by Antonio Campos and produced by Jake Gyllenhaal and Randall Poster or Poster. The film stars an ensemble cast comprising Tom Holland, Bill Skarsgård, Riley Koff, Jason Clark, Sebastian Stan, Haley Bennett, Ella Scanlon, uh, and Robert Pattinson as well. The Devil All, T- All the Time was released in select theaters on September 11th of 2020 and was released digitally on Netflix on September 16th of 2020. That was this previous Wednesday. The film received mixed reviews from critics as well. The plot, however, goes, In 1945, while serving in the Solomon Islands during the Second World War, U.S. Marine William Russell finds the still-breathing body of gunnery sergeant Miller Jones, who was scalped and crucified by the Japanese, by the Japanese well, army. Willard, go, Willard gives Jones a coup de grace by shooting him in the head, after the war, Willard is on his way home to Coal Creek. He stops in the fictional city of Meade, Ohio, which is actually uh, Chillicothe, Ohio, where he meets and falls in love with Charlotte Russell, a waitress at a cafe. At the same time, unemployed photographer Carl Henderson meets his future wife, Sandy. Three years later, Charlotte and Willard get married and move to Knockhamstiff, Ohio, where they have a son, Arvin. Uh, so basically, this film follows, I want to say, three different families, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. We're following Will- William's family, who obviously is coming back from uh, the Second World War. We're following, uh, I'm, I'm forgetting the other one's name now. Uh, we're following Carl. Lenora. Uh, well, we haven't gotten there yet because we're following, well, I mean, we do follow Lenora's family too, which is her and the preacher. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we follow Carl, who is also a preacher, but not really, I guess. And his wife, Sandy, who basically just lure hitchhikers into horrible situations, I guess. They're serial killers. Essentially. But yeah, and it is uh, narrated as well by Donald Ray Pollock. So he's, he's a constant a narrator throughout the film. And I mean, his voice was pretty decent too, I guess. So that's pretty much it. On on the on Rotten Tomatoes, the film holds an approval rating of sixty six percent, based off of one hundred and nineteen reviews, with the average rating of six point three one out of ten. Uh, the consensus reads: The Devil All the Time's descent into darkness can be harrowing, to the point of punishment, but is offset by strong work from a stellar cast. On Metacritic, the film is weighed an average score of 55 out of 100, based off, based off of 33 critics, indicating mixed or average reviews, generally. generally. Uh, we do have Michael Phillips, who's a Chicago Tribune critic, who says, It's easy on the eyes, though 
and it's worth seeing for an intriguingly cast ensemble, authenticating the milieu as much as possible. Holland's terrific taking in each new setback in life without revealing the full extent of the damage. So basically, I would say most people just say Tom Holland was a good actor in this. <laughs> then that's kind of where it ends as far as the good reviews go. Um, but yeah, no, just jump into initial thoughts, I guess. All right. Yeah. Well, this movie is the very definition of shallow. Like, let's let's give credit where credit's due, right? The acting was amazing. Like, the performances were really good. I really enjoyed the cast. But, what's the point? <laughs> like, the title, The Devil All the Time, like, the general idea of, like, maybe it's supposed to be a look at how religion or, like, religion can kind of cast these people to do become sinners or whatever it is right that idea is just like blown over mm-hmm. and at the end of the day it kind of just feels like you're just watching a series of plot points happen about people doing bad shit and you don't really know or understand what why they're doing bad shit mm-hmm. is this movie trying to do a meta commentary on like how religion could blind people if it was it did a shit job mm-hmm. or is it trying to do a meta critic on like if religion is bad for the world or not. It did a shit job. Like, I don't know what the point of the plot of this movie was. And the fact that it's actually supposed to be a psychological thriller, nope. At no point was I even, like, <laughs> like, I'd say everything. I just, like, person A does bad shit. Why does he do bad shit? Because he, just, he justifies it in his mind by God. Mm-hmm. Not that deep. It's... I don't know. This movie was very shallow. And, yeah, I did not enjoy watching it. Right. Like, I did enjoy the performance, but I did not enjoy what I was trying to do. Mm. All right. Pam, do you want to go next? Yeah, I can go next. Okay. Um, I would love to know how they classify these movies as psychological thrillers. Mm-hmm. Because, like, the movie we watched last week, that was a thriller. Like, I was on the edge of the seat. That I was, was thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This one, like, there was no horror aspect. There was no thriller aspect. There was no real... I guess the only psychological aspect is the concept of being having such an obsessive relationship with religion and how it affects your life. Mm-hmm. But even then, it's just, like, Okay, whatever. There wasn't that much. The uh, Tom Holland's acting was really good. Um, apparently, in this movie I was reading, apparently Chris Evans was supposed to play Sebastian Stan's character. I'm oh. really glad he didn't, because I could not see Chris Evans in that role. Um, I mean, he was the villain in Knives Out, so I can, I can, like, he'd be able to pull it off for sure. I can see him. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I personally, um, so like Chris Evans. I couldn't see him in this role. Sebastian Stan was definitely the better pick, I think. But um, another big thing I had is what was with Robert Patton's voice in this whole movie? I mean, <laughs> I'm not the biggest Robert Pattinson fan in general. Yes, I and appreciate maybe you I saying can't that. See, I can't see past him as Edward in Twilight, but this was just like, what was going on with that voice? <laughs> like, no. It was, I mean, 
the creep factor you're not the only one who complained about that by the way multiple people said the exact (laughs) same thing his voice was high-pitched it was very very unsettling very weird i don't know why he chose that that was the point (laughs) (laughs) but i was just like i can't do this um i thought the the characters the serial killer dynamic was well done Mm -hmm. other than that the plot was shallow um i mean the timelines were a lot easier to follow in this movie than last week's movie right (laughs) like the time jumps i felt they were done a lot more smooth and um i thought the cinematography was pretty well done and it did a pretty good depiction of what life kind of like life would have been like between 1945 and 1968 i don't 100% agree with that though because i don't know anyways we'll get to when when i when i do say my initial thoughts i'll i'll lay out all of the problems i have with this film but anyways okay yeah so that, did you get my the whole thing about the timeline yes yes i did yeah mm-hmm. so just I thought the timeline was good and it actually depicted the what life would have been like between those years but overall it was just shallow there wasn't much character development I did appreciate the narration throughout the whole movie but you know me I, I like a movie with a good narrator mm-hmm. and that's all I gotta say about that alright cool Kat coming in hot <laughs> I have I mean honestly is it is it a hot take if we all don't like the well, movie well I guess so it's not really a hot take anymore at this point but I have a plethora of problems with this film. Um, the first problem is the fact that there was no motivation for what each of the villains or bad people, quote unquote, for their actions, if that makes sense, right? So mm-hmm. you had, uh, who, who was, it? okay, let's start with, Tom Holland's character's dad, right? So his father comes back from the war. His mom gets sick with cancer. Um, the father feels like he has to sacrifice his dog to bring the mother back to life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Again, taking religion too far, I get that part. So he does that. Um, clearly, the war has kind of messed him up in a way. He's choosing... Uh, he's he's a very violent father, especially towards both him and like just random people in general. Uh, even though obviously those are instigated by just people being bullies or whatever, but he he finishes whatever people start, right? Um, so I got that part. However, the execution of it didn't quite make sense to me because first of all, at that point in time, I'm pretty sure cancer was commonplace even back then, right? Mm-hmm. People would know or be educated enough to realize that, okay, if my wife has cancer and the doctor says there's no hope, yes, I'll pray and try to figure out, okay, maybe a miracle can happen and she'll survive. But most likely she's not going to. You know what I mean? The same thing with the with the other pastor. We go to, was Lenora the wife or something? Or Lenora was the Ellen. kid. Ellen was the wife, yes. Ellen was the wife. We jumped to that, uh, like that family, and the the husband's a pastor, right? He he dumped a bunch of spiders on his face to show people that he like he, he had he had the fear of God in him and didn't fear anything else. And 
the spiders ended up biting his face and he you no know, he got huge swellings on his face he decided to lock himself up in the closet for what like three four days five days i can't remember how long something like that a fourth night is what they say yeah exactly so he locks himself away so no one sees that he actually got bitten by them but then he sees it as a a greater call for god to make him prove himself so he kills his wife and tries to bring her back from the dead to show he has the power of God in him. Even though he tried to do that initially and he got bitten by spiders. So, again, this film is making all of the, the well, they say devil all time. Which, again, I feel like these people majorly just had mental illnesses from where I was coming from. From where I, how I was understanding. They, they just had mm-hmm. mental illnesses. Same thing with Carl's character where he's just... He enjoys watching people suffer, and in that moment between them and death, he takes pictures of them. That's kind of psychotic well, he, he as well. Necroph- he had necrophilia, didn't he? I think so. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I thought he was just a straight-up serial killer myself. So even in that, I'm like, okay, these are people who are... Clearly, they, they all need to be put in mental institutions, 100%, or at least go see therapists every once in a while. But... It's done in such a way, even from the title, the same thing with Robert Pattinson's character too. Even the title suggests like, oh, well, they're all they're all sinners or they're all devils. But I don't think that's necessarily accurate, if that makes sense. I just think they all had problems. You know what I, I mean? Like the poem of the movie, like I get what you mean, like the old devils of sinners, right? Is the term like sinners, if we look at it like Let's ignore it from the Bible's point of view. Like, I think of it as people who do bad shit. Mm-hmm. Like, they all did bad shit and try to justify it in their own way, right? Right. So, like, that's where I also have that problem where but I'm then, like, I don't like this movie because they also f- analyze yeah. why they do bad shit. Exactly. Because then you they see? also fucked up because Tom Holland's character equally did bad shit. a lot of bad shit. But then somehow he's the hero of the story. I don't see him as the hero. I see him, in his mind, he justified what he did. Right. He was like, kind of an anti-hero, vigilante, justice-esque no. thing. Yeah, see, but then that just doesn't agree. make sense in the context of the story. Yeah, though. I don't agree that Tom mm-hmm. Holland was an anti-hero, justice. It's like, okay, fine. In our minds, like, what did he do? He killed Robin Panson's character because he got his cousin pregnant. Cousin, cousin and she killed herself, yeah. yeah. Well, he should not... And then he shot Carl. He took justice into his own hand yeah. and he justified it. Mm-hmm. He still committed murder. He still needs to go to prison for that. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like the two serial killers were about to kill him. Yes, you can argue that self-defense. The cop yeah. can also argue self-defense, right? Mm-hmm. But in his mind, he's trying to justify his first murder. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Everything else you can be like, oh, but it's like self-defense and you have an argument there. It's just still the first thing that he did. Mm-hmm. It's the same when he went and fucking, like the three high school kids who were bullying his sister, right? Yeah. You could argue he did the right thing standing up for her at and the time. At the time. But he still kind of like He still took it too far later. He's like on, the, yeah. how they fucked them up was really fucking bad though. Yeah. Cause like even his great uncle's like, yeah, I feel like you couldn't you didn't have to go that far. Mm-hmm. And he justifies like, well they don't bully her now, do they? Yeah. So you again, see what I mean? Because but again, that's but like that part problems, I kind yeah. of understand because again, maybe they're saying, "Oh, that's because that's what his father taught him to do," or See, something like that. Of all the people in the movie, the owner who's kind of like analyze why he's a sinner is Tom Holland's character. Yeah, everyone mm-hmm. else is just like, eh, yeah, exactly, exactly. And again, I didn't just the the gullibility if that's a word of 
uh, the characters that weren't the main character. Yeah. Like his cousin, for instance. Oh, he's got or, a, I don't think it was God, but it just feels like so bad because she doesn't have one of a position and it's on power took advantage. Yeah, I guess so. It happens all the know. time in the church. It, I guess it does, actually. But overall, there's just, I don't know. It, it went from being, okay, is this about how religion has an effect on people? Oh. To going to, okay, maybe these people have a mental illness. To, oh, okay, maybe why people, like, there's a cycle of violence in the household. Like, it kept on jumping from one theme to another theme to another theme where it just wasn't, like, I was just like, okay, what is going on? You know what I mean? And even when the film, yeah, and even when the film ended, which is where I was like, what the fuck did I just watch? Because it was, like, multiple storylines, but they were they were all in one movie for some reason and they were all just the disjointed. The ending was very unsatisfying. And it oh felt it also felt like they forcefully connected each storyline. At the very end, yes. Yeah, because first of all, Tom Holland's character, he didn't even need to like conveniently get picked up by Carl's character when he was hitchhiking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, um, Lenora didn't conveniently need to get taken advantage by uh robert pattinson's character who happened to be the new preacher and said you know something about he's i don't know it's just everything was so conveniently placed corrupt cops thing they need to then have to go kill tom holland's character because tom Holland killed the sister dude i get what you mean it's like it's the last I was watching the movie and I'm like, okay, there's lots still going on. How long is left in this movie? 30 right. minutes. I'm like, all right, how are you going to wrap mm-hmm. this all up? It just, it feels like the See, writers are just like, how do we connect everything together conveniently? Yeah. You know? And it's just like, well, okay. And then he still hitchhikes at the end, which I'm like, what happened, yeah, I'm after what like, happened. And I'm like, again, this, I'm he like, did not learn anything. Like, this is, so I don't know. Yeah. Well, and like the funny thing is, like you were saying, Uchi, about the time, like, how are they going to wrap this all up? I remember. <laughs> I paused the movie and went and did something and came back for a minute and I clicked the timeline button on my Apple TV and it said oh 12 minutes left and I'm like okay and then I clicked on it later and it was like 15 minutes left and I must have misread the whole the timestamp. but I was like still how are they going to wrap this up in the next 15 minutes mm-hmm. yeah and that's that's just kind of majority of where I had a problem with it right and then Again, you, I don't know, you rewind to where Tom Holland is telling his uncle to take care of grandma because, first of all, his uncle's character, I don't even know what was happening. His uncle's character is just quiet the entire time. We we don't know what was happening with him. Was he in a war before as well? Like, does he have PTSD from stuff? Because he was just smoking all day and not really saying much. Right? He was just old. Was he even really needed in the whole thing? That's what, yeah, exactly. That's what I, because he didn't, he hardly said anything throughout the entire thing, right? The only thing is, he was only, a, the only thing he was useful for was passing on the gun, the gun was, that the so father, he was a plot device. yeah, pretty much, you know. And then also, you go to, uh, not Lenora's character, the, uh, who was Lenora's mom, Ellen? Helen. 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 So, Hel- was, Helen was William's sister, correct? No, because that's why Lenora and Arvin are cousins. I no 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 they're not cousins. No, Helen, no, no, no. Okay. 
William and no Arvin and Eleanor are adopted siblings. Are step siblings. Not even step siblings, they're kind of more like adopted. They're just adopted. Because Helen is not blood related to them that family at all. But Helen went missing. Helen and the grandma adopted Oh, Le- so Lenora was adopted. No, it's adopted. See, this is and what I mean. We're like, Arvin just... is the grandson yeah. because William exactly. went and offed himself. It's it's so convoluted. Yeah. It's, it's very convoluted. Well, was... yeah, basically to sum it up, Willard was supposed to marry Helen. Helen fell in love with the preacher. Willard fell in love with Charlotte. They well, all died. They were supposed to? And... See, I, like, all of this is just going over oh, my head at that's this point. That's the point where they're supposed to. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, yes. what... Like in the movie, they're like, uh, whatever the grandma's name was, like she thinks something bad will happen if Helen does not marry William because, yeah, <laughs> what is he? Pre- she had promised God to, that yeah. Willard was gonna marry, uh, marry Helen, and then Helen fell in love with the preacher, and but yeah, basically and then Helen's Helen not died. related. And okay, so maybe t- justifying that God was right. And that I don't should know. have gotten married, but then Arvin wouldn't exist if that was the kid. And then the house they were paying for that they were already living in. No, See, that's what I'm saying. There's, there's so much going on. And then he comes back home, and then the house burnt down. But then he goes to bury the dog because no one had touched it in like over 17 years. Like I'm just there's so so much happening in this film that it's just like. Wow, this is okay. Yeah, this, this is, is a movie. This is a movie. Yeah, you know, it again, like I said, it felt like there was a blank canvas, and they just threw a bunch of pop plot lines at the canvas, yeah. and just like let's cool just see, concept. let's just see, see how works. they connect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> alright, let's keep throwing stuff. Like, let's go, let's go. Like, um, like remember guy. how I always? Yeah. Remember how I always say sometimes some things are better as a miniseries? Yes. This would yeah, have been this, done better this. as a miniseries. But then I don't think I'd watch like it though, To be I'm, honest, I my I probably wouldn't watch it if it was a miniseries. Honestly, I, I the only reason I recommended this was because it was something new on Netflix yeah, and different, and Tom right? Holland, too. And Tom Holland. I like, and, I like and, Tom Holland. And, okay, we hate on Robert Pattinson because mm-hmm. of fucking Twilight, Twilight. <laughs> but Twilight was not good. But then he's not. But making, apparently, he's actually a good actor. He didn't make a good case this for this movie. Dude. That, did. His voice was I, so weird. His, his voice was really weird, but he was such a great fucking preacher because so. he was so creepy. Yeah. And the moment he showed up, you just knew like, ah, this guy is so evil. weird. Yeah. He's like, yeah, he's, like the I way he stuck his finger, that chicken Robert, loop, I was like, oh, <laughs> like why though? Like I'm yeah. not saying Robert Pattinson is a bad actor. No, he's not. He's like he's actually a pretty good. It's just mm-hmm. they put him in bad roles or like weird roles. And I'm did, sorry, when did your you ever first watch... exposure to Robert Pattinson was Edward and glittery and, not and even Twilight just, when you're not even just that too. I don't know if you, either of you saw The King on Netflix as well. No, he played the French no. prince in that. And even as the French prince, he was still fucking weird. Like, he, like each you know, role he plays, like, he literally is just quiet. And then he tries a French accent, and he's talking to, like, King Henry. And he's like, you think you can just come here and steal all of our lands? And I'm just like, I, I'm just like, I cannot take <laughs> Robert Pattinson seriously in anything you know, I've seen him in. You know what I mean? I, it's the just only so weird. good performance I've seen him in was Water for Elephants. He's been in he's been in some good things. Like wasn't he in like yeah. the Lighthouse? No, that wasn't Robin Pattinson, was it? I have no idea. Who was in the Lighthouse? I can't uh, remember. I don't know. Um but he's been in good things definitely. I just mean the vast majority of things he's been in um haven't been the best. But Yeah, he was in the Lighthouse. 
He was yeah. So he was good in the lighthouse. That's a fantastic movie. So th- again, that's what I mean. We're like, that's the one movie I've seen him in where he's he was also actually just in the Goblet of Fire. A phenomenal actor. Yeah, he played. Um, Not the, Cedric. The, yes. Yeah, yes, he Cedric. did. He did. He played Cedric. Cedric. He played Cedric. Yes. So yes, I mean, but don't forget, J.K. Rowling is canceled. Yeah. <laughs> so he's done some good things. Um, but yeah, I. I didn't mind him to be honest. Like this was fine. He was okay. His voice was creepy, but eh, it was okay. The character of Carl, like Carl and Sandy, those two characters were the ones that I was just like, they're in my opinion, they were completely unnecessary. I find, like maybe they were only useful in killing off the preacher, but then they could have just made it like, oh, the creature died in like a car accident or something. Like they could have just killed him off like, in a different the news way. Headline. Yeah, exactly. They could have killed off the preacher like, in a different way. Like local preacher mur- found murdered. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Ex- oh yeah. Or they could have said, yeah, they don't know what happened to him. He just died somewhere. We didn't need Carl and Sandy as characters. I find because think about it logically. They were very un- like take out Carl and Sandy from the entire thing and still have the story go forward. It'll still be the same it thing. It wouldn't really be that different. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, Tom Holland, fine. He'll still kill Robin Pattinson's character. He'll just go on the run. Maybe go back home. Find out the thing was burned down or whatever. Uh, let's just say that that mob boss or something killed uh, the, the sheriff's sister and then blamed Tom Holland's character. I don't know. They could have found a way to make it less convoluted, if that makes sense. But instead, they had and to go. Like, Let's is, add in these two creepy people who just want to. It just it felt like unnecessary gore and violence for me. It wasn't motivated enough kind of to be there. Well, into unnecessary gore and violence. Yeah, because like yeah. it was very unnecessary. Like I it's like and, okay. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead, Pam. No, no, sorry. I'm just trying to get a word in advice here. Okay. <laughs> um. Like, their characters, like you said, are unnecessary. And they, honestly, the whole sheriff storyline was unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, was unnecessary, that was too. True. Yeah. Like, if you just so, gave like, me a plot line. So, like, those three characters can just be removed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just give me a plot about uh, Tom Holland, Eleanor, and fucking mm-hmm. Robert Pattinson's character. Mm-hmm. I'll be good with that. Because, yeah. like, I feel like that would be more interesting take about the power dynamics of the church. Of the church, exactly. And, like, how it can... And you can still this idea go with religion. Tom Holland's backstory as well yeah, into that. Yeah. And you can go with this idea of how religion can put people in a vulnerable position mm-hmm. and how these people of God can still be sinners and analyze that aspect. And, and just leave all the other shit alone. Like, yeah. Because all that well, other stuff is not needed. Not necessary at all. I feel like they could have this, like, getting rid of those other three, four characters that are not needed. They could have focused on the other storylines and plot lines and flushed them out so yeah, much better. exactly. Yeah. So that was the issue. Because I don't know if you remember, the, again, I'm, I, I hate to, I'm thinking of ending things is slowly becoming, like, it's not quite Parasite, but it's, it's like, it's like maybe 20% below Parasite, 20 to 30% below Parasite. But... That's my standard for 2020 right now is a good okay, movie, yeah, I need to right? This right now. Yes. Pam, did you like um, Ending Things? Or oh, the thing of Ending Things? I don't know the name of that movie is. Did I enjoy it? Yeah. Um, I would never watch it again, but it was definitely the worst thing I've seen. It was like, it was a decent movie. Okay. It was a what? It's a decent movie. It oh, was decent. Yeah. A decent well, it's 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 Charlie Kaufman, right? He made a Noma Lisa and Synocta Key and stuff. He oh, does good art house, like Oscar type movies. Oh. But I'm thinking of ending things. 
it did have like again the plot lines kept shifting because you're going from Jake as a kid to Jake sorry Jake as himself to Jake as an adult or as a as a janitor and it's jumping back and forth Flow to it but here's the core part of I'm thinking of ending things because Charlie Kaufman knew he had to jump through different timelines to tell his story how many characters were in that movie Four you, in total. Like four. Yeah, literally. And you focus on just those people. And most of the time, you're just following Jack and uh, young woman, I guess, at that point. Throughout the entire... It's literally just the two of them. And one of those characters isn't even real. So it's like... Well, sorry. I, I, hate see, to, I hate to spoil no, that no, for you. But like, no, like, no. Because I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, sorry about that. But you get my point where it's like... It's a convoluted... Like The timelines are all disjointed. Yeah. But you're still following to like you're you're focusing on a point, you know what I mean? Instead of imagine if they jumped around, but like oh let's talk about this family and this family and this guy who's a serial killer. Then it's like okay, what the hell? This is too much. You know what I mean? I don't know. Well, and you know the thing is, even though that movie jumped around, it still had A, B, C, D, mm-hmm. and it all had a flow, and everything got wrapped up. Whereas this one went A, B, C, B, C. Z. <laughs> like it jumped all over there was no flow to it like there was no yeah. structure it was kind of like and then it was oh crap we have to wrap this mm-hmm. up i swear there was at some point where maybe even the narrator during production would have gotten confused as well it's like wait so lenora is whose daughter again <laughs> like, you know? like wait a minute so like lenora, lenora and arvin are like stepsisters cousin <laughs> but like they love each other, but like they're not fucking. Is that correct? Yes, they're good. It's just like a healthy sibling relationship. Oh All right, that's God. good. That's good. But then Lenora hang herself. And but like, she okay. decided okay. to not hang herself. That is and that's really when sad. she died. And I'm just like, that was actually really sad. Like, yeah, yeah, it was. But then I'm like, it, are we going to come back to that though? Like, th- th- again, this there's is no the problem with that thing, right? <laughs> it's kind of like that. The I hate it. It's like when someone commits suicide. Yeah, you never really know. Was well, going for that person's mind, mind what before it happened because, yeah. like, the movie said, like, she didn't want to do that. Then she realized it was like, I don't need to kill myself, I'll be okay, right? Yeah, and then she slipped, yeah, and then she slipped, and by then it was too late. It's just kind of like, uh, right, you know, mm-hmm. which I feel it, like that might have honestly they could have it was unnecessary and they could oh, have definitely. done it a different way where mm-hmm. you found out that Robert Pattinson's character is basically a piece of shit, right? <laughs> and <laughs> Still yeah. had the same outcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I I don't know. To me, but then it's... the problem is this was like 1960s or 1950s mm-hmm. Christian America, where it's like oh, clearly the preacher is right. She's just a whore. Yeah, that's what would have happened. How dare her that's give away her body? And Unless like all the other well, girls came out as been... well. Yeah. She would have been sent to a home for unwed mothers, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which again is just. I, I get all of those pieces. It's just, again, they were just put together so... Like, they were literally connected by thin threads. Like, that's what connected yeah. all of those plot points. Which is not good for storytelling, right? Oh, it's atrocious for storytelling. Yeah. I feel like you can get away with it in a novel because you, like, you have the fucking expanse to, like... To talk about a lot of things, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can make your work. You can be like, okay, this is justified by this because of this and going for, like... Five, ten chapters exactly. explaining why it's justified but in a movie where it's, this movie was also long it was really long this movie was long and nothing was accomplished I, it, like, it just it felt like it didn't go anywhere at the end of it you know what I like 
it was just like, like okay, the last that half was a hour movie. was just how do we wrap this up? And it was like shootout, 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 run, shootout, run, run shootout, shootout, yeah. Run. And like okay, not like they they could have wrapped this up in an hour and a half if they removed all those other characters. No, well, yeah, if, I if mean, they've done two hours, if they remove those other characters, and then you can actually explore, ex- yeah, explore, the actual yeah. Because I feel like even the dynamic of them in school, the bullying, the whatever, they still could have fleshed out some parts of that too. Mm-hmm. Tom Holland's character, maybe him, they could have done something where like, okay, he didn't want to be like his father at first. Yes. And then yeah, he I, learned, I you know what, I, I, I need to be like my father now. Or I, I like hate that, the narrative so. in this movie. Mm-hmm. I really hate the narrative in this movie. Because the narrative is pretty much saying he did not want to do it. But he has no choice. Yeah. It's like I don't need you to tell me. Show me. <laughs> like you're literally doing the worst thing in yeah. movie history. You're telling yourself. Like, if they me. did a scene where she was getting bullied and he like maybe tried to do the norm, like the the nice thing and be like, okay, you guys leave my sister, and he got beat up, and then maybe like it happened again, and then like a bunch of other shit happened where he's like, okay, you know what, I'm done being nice, and then he becomes his father. Mm-hmm. That's a different story. But like, let us see that development in him. Instead of him just like all of a sudden becoming like this, like basically a southern like West Virginia Batman, like <laughs> like, like you know, like you know what I mean? Like, it's we, like we Tom don't, Holland, your white privilege is showing. We don't need a West Virginia Batman, you know. What I'm saying? So, you know, I love the fact that the problem of that especially is the fact that, I like okay, in the first part of the movie when his dad did it, right? Yeah. It's never really hinted that this was like how he's going to solve exactly. all of his problems in the future. Yeah, because like maybe he had like another couple of scenes of him beating the shit out of people for like mm-hmm. small indiscretions. You'd be like, okay, fine, this is justified. Yeah, but instead he's just there like, all right, I'm gonna kick the shit out of all these bullies. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna use a fucking pipe. And then yeah, exactly. You know. And then also, like, none of the bullies said anything. They didn't go to, like, their parents or the cops. They're like, that's the dude who fucked me up. You know what I mean? Or something. Said, how, do you even, how do you justify that? It's like, so you three got your asses whooped by one kid. Well, yeah. Well, don't just say he... I mean, I'm sure yeah, I mean, they could yeah. explain what happened. You know what I mean? Or, man, I don't know. There's just there's so many things. I'm just like, you could have done that way better. Uh, you want to hear the thinnest argument ever? What? Yeah. But it was the fifties. <laughs> no, that no argument. Ever. No, no, <laughs> that is no, no excuse. That's, a, that's what one of my friends. That's what one of my friends said. We she watched this movie and she was like, "Oh, this is like good." But it was you know the fifties. That's how it was. And I was like, "Thinnest argument." Ever. No, that that is not an excuse. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's not. Yeah, you know what else was a film that was made based off the fifties? Mudbound, and Mudbound did not have sloppy storytelling. It was storytelling that I wasn't a fan of, but, but it was sloppy. still good. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like. No, that's not how characters work. You can't just do that. Like, apparently, that's how characters work in this universe. You're, you're not allowed to do that. God telling them what to do. Okay, wait a minute. What the fuck happened to uh, the first preacher? What was his name? The guy who got covered in spiral. What happened to his brother or cousin? Which oh the the guy who was in the wheelchair. I don't even oh, remember. Yeah. Plot point we never find out. <laughs> yeah, because dude was just abandoned on the side of the road and we never heard about him again. Yeah. Like, see, that's what I'm talking about. Like, there's so much happening that is just. Honestly, if you did not mention that, I would be like, "Oh yeah," I'd be, I'd be like three in the morning, can't sleep. 
whatever happened to that character in that movie? Because <laughs> <laughs> I just remember that now. It's like, wait a minute, like that guy, like, like what, what is happening exactly? So that's I love just... the way that guy was ordered to talk logic in this movie. Because <laughs> like when he's driving off with his cousin brother, whatever his name was, right? And it was like, really, you killed her. It's like, well, God was testing me. You sound crazy. <laughs> what do you mean God was testing you to kill your wife? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, That's what he literally, he's like, you sound like a crazy man who killed his wife. Like, Because this dude stabs his wife in the neck and then he's like, come back to life. And I'm like, revive. I'm like, and I'm like, this is the extent of your mental illness. You, oh need, to, <laughs> you need to talk about Will hanging the dog. Oh yeah, the dog as well. I was like, it's like my wife's got cancer. I'm like, okay, yeah, you know what? It's fucked up. I'm sorry she's dying. So I'm gonna sacrifice my. my so it's like you gotta pray hard enough to God for her to get better. I'm like, it, it don't work like that. But I sure, think that the whole crucifixion of the dog is supposed to see like his descent in the madness caused by the PTSD. He crucified a dog, and he justified it because it was done in the Bible. Ha, da, yeah. da, I, ah, Maybe God. it was just because of his PTSD, but this movie no, was still then, by showing us he had PTSD. We, need, we still need some because the only thing connecting the dog's crucifixion is the, in the beginning, the sergeant who was crucified by the Japanese, Japanese people. But yeah, but that that is still not like well, that so was had nothing to do. Yeah, with so he saw a crucifixion live once as a military sergeant or military officer, and he comes home and he's like, "Well, the one way to save my wife." It's to, to crucify, crucify my her. dog. It, Unless, like, in his mind, he somehow justified by... But this, don't forget, he wasn't even religious to start At the time, with. yeah. yeah. So when I he came know. back, yeah. he wasn't religious. So, again, when I mean just disjointed storytelling, it was just, why are the characters just switching up so quickly? And it's just... Well, and that's... That brings up, you know, you guys have probably heard the saying, there's no atheists in foxholes. Well, yeah, because then, you know, then you have, he's not religious, and then the grandma's like, oh, I hope my, my son, like, when he tells her, I suddenly got the urge to pray again, and she's happy. But meanwhile, the other uncle that just smokes and drinks all the time doesn't, like, he said at the funeral, where he's like, I, I would say a prayer, but I don't believe in prayer. So I'm like, so she's she's not okay with William being religious, non-religious, but she's okay with the other one being not... At, <laughs> Nothing made sense, as I was saying. Because no. at that point, the grandma is going, okay, both my sons aren't religious, but I'm going to focus only on William. And the other one just smokes and drinks most of the time and has a PTSD from somewhere that we don't even know about because they never told us about it. And yeah, it's, again, this is where I just, I watched this movie. I was like, this movie's a mess. This movie uh, was such an actual proper hot mess. Yeah, <laughs> it's a mess. Yeah. Like... It was such a mess that when I finished the movie, I was up on YouTube. I was like, the ending for fucking the devil, the time explained. I was like, I need to see this. Like, I need to know what happened. <laughs> I didn't even need to look it up. And then when I watched the end, the explanation, I'm like, it still don't make sense yeah, to me. Yeah, it's like, I looked at, I didn't even look to look it up. I was just like, this just 100% doesn't make sense. Like, this is a waste of time. This is a two hours and something I will not get back. <laughs> Like I'm so annoyed by this. Wait, we gave it a try at least, but we gave it a try. Yeah. <laughs> like, nope. Bye. Hey God. Uchi. Yes. Would you much rather watch this or The Dead Don't Die? I'd rather I, watch this I, one. I'd still watch this. I'd yeah. still watch this. <laughs> <laughs> I'd still watch this. I'm not. No, not the. Dead. Yeah. At least this um, this actually made me laugh when the preacher dropped some like spiders on himself. So that it made me laugh. Okay, you're not. Here's the thing. I have fucking arachnophobia. So him dropping the spiders on himself, I was like, 
fuck that stuck <laughs> but then it was skin. pretty funny when the narrator was like he had like a lot of swelling on his face from spider bites and i was like, yet again <laughs> it's telling not showing <laughs> They should have shown us, they yeah. They should have shown us him. popped up and we would have figured out. We're yeah. not that dumb. They should, it, and again, if they showed us that, it would have helped for at least some kind of humor relief. Because it would have been funny to just see him with a bunch of, <laughs> bunch of swelling on his face. So, so again, different venues where this movie could have been better, but just, was, I don't know. It was just lazily done, it's I such guess. a lazy movie. It was, it was a lazy well, movie. Shall we do final thoughts? Yeah, I mean we're pretty much yeah. good. We'll just do, we'll just wrap up and jump yeah, into close. yeah. I mean, the final re- final verdicts on it. Yeah. Movies trash. Yeah, <laughs> um, let me find that country. Movies trash. So basically, over here at Northern Critic, we rate and review our films using a coordinate system: north for good writing and south for bad writing. In a similar sense, we use the east and west. East meaning good cinematography or good acting, so basically good visual stuff in the peripherals that make a good movie, and a West if all of that was bad. So a really good movie with good writing and good cinematography and acting would be a Northeast, whereas a bad movie with bad writing and bad cinematography and acting would be a Southwest, and then everything else falls in the middle of that. Uh, That being said, sometimes we do use countries as well, using the north and south as the GMT line and east and west as the equator line. And then obviously everything else falls in. So if we say a country, for instance, you know what we're referring to uh, pretty much. So Russia would be a really good movie. South America or Argentina would be a really bad movie. Or you could just go northwest, northeast, whatever. We're a two-in-one podcast. We educate you about movies and about geography. Yes, pretty much. (laughs) All right. So I guess who's going to go first? Okay. All right, right, Uchi, let's go. We've got 11 minutes to wrap up. (laughs) I shall give this movie a Hood Island and McDonald's Island. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. And for people who don't know where that is, it is southeast. So Mm -hmm. this movie, the plot is proper trash yeah. <laughs> like the writing everything oh, I cannot goodness. recommend the writing for this movie it's mm-hmm. such a disjointed mess and the only thing that's saving this movie is the performances of Tom Highland Robert Pattinson and the actress who played Renoir I feel so bad I don't know her name but right. they saved this movie mm-hmm. the cinematography is actually pretty decent like it kind of like the way it was shot yeah it was shot well but still, that plot is a mess. And for people who don't know where Heard Island and McDonald Island is, that's in the Indian Ocean. Hmm. All right, cool. Um, I will go next. And again, this isn't me being harsh on Tom Holland and Robin Pattinson and them. Like, those are phenomenal actors. But for their caliber, to me, this was average for what they are capable of. To me. Like, this is what you expect from them, right? Um but the, again, the plot just kind of sold them short as far as what they were trying to do in depicting their characters. So I'm just going to go straight Antarctica, to be honest, just all the way down. <laughs> like, it was just, it was average cinema, like good average acting, decent acting, decent cinematography. All of that was great. It wasn't as visually stunning as, I don't know, say Blade Runner or stuff like that, obviously. But it was, it did its job. But the writing was just atrocious. So just going straight down to Antarctica. That's me. Pretty much. 
I never, I've never given a movie Antarctica before. Okay, no one's ever given a movie. Yeah, so this is my first time. Okay, Pam, you can go. I am going to give it a country with lots of spiders. And lots. So I'm going to give it a country with lots of spiders and everything else that would kill you. I'm going to be it the old Australia treatment. Okay. Um, acting was good. Everything else was shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're all, we all unanimously agree that this, the plot was what destroyed this movie. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. The plot and how shallow this movie is. Yeah. This movie's shallow. And, and than... I'm not. Sorry, go for it. I was going to say, I'm not saying Australia is a shit country because, I mean, I spent a month and a half down there and I love it down there, but I'm just saying in form I think of she movie, is. Australia, are you going to take that from Pamela? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right, cool. Um, um, but that's just, just, just right where the, the movie falls in the, on the map. Yeah. Okay, so there you have it for yeah. those listening in. This movie shout out in the kiddie pool. Jeez. <laughs> there you have it for those listening in. Devil all the time. It's unanimous that it is great for the acting and the, I guess, the style it was shot in, but atrocious for the story. The story gets up. So <laughs> there you go. Um, I guess now we can do plugs. Plugs, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can find the Northern Critic podcast, if you like what you've heard, anyways, on Instagram, which is at Northern Critic UMFM. Again, it's at Northern Critic UMFM. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Northern underscore Critic. Yep. Northern underscore Critic. And where someone, I'm not saying any names, riot my function, decided to add me for not watching JoJo. <laughs> I'm going to get revenge, bro. Oh, my goodness. Uh, in case you don't remember where the malfunction is, the Twitch streamer that we actually sp- uh, well, helped sponsor uh, two episodes ago, I believe. Um during our initial mental health check. Uh, but yeah, no. And you can also find us on our website, which is www.northerncritic.com, where you will find a full catalog of all, or most, rather, at this point in time, of the movies we have reviewed. And you can find some decent merch up there, too. So we've got some hoodies, um, some sweatpants, tank tops, all of, all of those other things. So uh, just go up there, check it out if you want a decent... You know, mug for your teas and your coffees, or you just want a super cool phone case, uh, just go for it. And it helps support us as well. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Or if you live in a freezing basement and need a hoodie and a pair of sweatpants. Yeah, just do that too. Uh, And they come in white colors too, so you can blend in right in the snow too. (laughs) You'll be fine. Hey, if you're white, that's a double, double whammy. So, (laughs) anyways, um, yeah, Pam, are you plugging anything? Uh, I will plug myself. Um, so you can find me on Instagram at Winter Beauty, and that's Winter Beauty with an I instead of a Y at the end of it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that's about it. All right, cool. Well, thank you guys for listening, and we hope to catch you next time. Again, go see the devil all the time, and then I think let us know what you think. But we're pretty sure you, y'all aren't going to like it as much either. Or if you do, maybe that's just what you're into, I guess. Which, again, no judgment here. Prove us wrong. Yeah. (laughs) All right, cool. All right, well, we will catch you later. And stay frosty. What are we reviewing next week? We don't know Uh, yet. Elena Holmes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we are reviewing Elena Holmes next week. Yeah. All right. Oh, are we? Yes. Hopefully that one's going to be a fantastic one. And my sister might actually be with us on that one. So that'll be a good time. So we will catch you next week with Elena Holmes. All right, all right, all right. (laughs) All right. 
Catch you next time. Bye. Peace.